underneath the photo finish. It is Femi Olat, the sophomore for Clint. It's going to be the man that will come through to take victory, the first victory in the F1 Esports virtual as he crosses the line. He is the winner of the Le Mans 24 Hours virtual and all of that focus. Pit lanes and pixels, a beat sports spotlight on sim racing. Welcome to the second episode of our deep dive into sim racing in Ireland. In this five-part docuseries, we look at sim racing as a whole and the growth of the market in this country. Yesterday, we heard about what exactly sim racing is and met one of the Irish companies blazing a trail which was founded in the middle of the pandemic. But what effect has the lockdown had on the genre? Digital Motorsports was founded by both Niall Maher, the first fellow co-founder, Rob King. I think the biggest change is people's knowledge and acceptance globally and, and awareness COVID has played a large part in that there's uh, you know no denying that and when when real world motorsport was off the agenda sim racing and, and esports came to the forefront um and you know that was that was hugely beneficial to the industry as a whole um and and that just kick you know kick-started everything really um and everything just went bananas across the whole industry um and, and, and everybody's been playing catch up ever since in, in, in terms of suppliers and uh, component uh, distributors and, and, and the rest of it. Personally, I have people, and it was really nice. Some of it was challenging, some of it was really nice where people reach out and say, look, I'm in a remote part of Ireland. I, I, I have nothing to do. My passion is rallying or sport. Without this, I'd be fairly lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those messages like within the community, they got like people through some dark times as well, um, which which was something I didn't expect and was often, as I was saying, it was difficult because we, we can't forget people were very isolated and very alone. So this gave them, you know, an opportunity to be part of something. We started selling down online and, and that was the real flip of the switch. Like as soon as we started make, building professional simulators, people started just word of mouth saying, hey, these guys are building really professional simulators. There's a great community, there's a great team there. Um, and that really gave me the confidence to kind of to kind of go and yeah life has been very different uh, since then you know wouldn't look back at all we we went out for investors and we ended up um, getting acquired by ESE last year so 2020 also saw the breakout of sim racing as a genuine form of spectator entertainment as real motorsport series began to tap into the authentic replication of their tracks and cars on several sim platforms March 2022 saw both eNASCAR and virtual Formula 1 races shown on TV in place of cancelled races according to an article in the New York Times the eNASCAR race drew 910,000 viewers while the first F1 replacement race, which saw a mix of real drivers, pro-sim drivers and celebrities draw 4 million total viewers across digital and TV. Jack Canan was at the forefront, having already commentated on a number of races for broadcaster Apex Racing TV before the world went into lockdown. The amount of stuff we were doing during COVID lockdown was unbelievable. We had maybe 15 to 20 broadcasts a week uh, that was that were going on. And uh, one of those ones I was I was privileged to do was was uh, the isolation um, e racing series, which was on BT Sport at the time. So it was broadcast to uh, to a big TV um, company. It was the first time it was ever broadcast on UK TV, any kind of sim racing event that is. From there, I've got to do the World Cup with yourself and some more stuff that should be hopefully coming down the line. Now that first World Cup Jack was alluding to was the Digital Motorsports World Cup, a competition hosted by an Irish company using largely Irish staff, amongst one of them was myself, broadcast in a dedicated studio in Warsaw with a prize pool of €20,000. But we all have some competition. Uh, Virtual Le Mans is 
the pinnacle of 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 what is um of what is capable of, of a broadcast. You've got a full studio setup. You've got the the simulators it, on, in person. You've got multiple analysts and camera angles. You've got a full complete broadcast team. You've got race control. You've got all. This is what it it has led to uh, after all these years. And what do any of these really have happened without COVID? Not at all. No. Before this, that sort of studio environment was confined to games like League of Legends, which have been around for a long time and have have the capability now to fill stadiums. Sim racing is quite young. So the fact that we've gone from the sort of bedroom player sort of thing to now having full studio crews with a full with multi-camera setups, analyst desks, uh, caster desks, everything. It can only get better from this now, particularly with the with the World Cup and F1 esports and all this. The what COVID has taken away and should hopefully bring back is audiences. All you need to look at is, is the potential of sim racing to fill stadiums. You, like the example they made was, was League of Legends, uh, particularly CSGO as well. There's some inc- like 50,000 people in a stadium watching Counter-Strike um, or uh, Rainbow Six Siege, very popular as well. Huge backing behind that as well. So it, it is a good time to be a part of it because... Right now, it, it, the trajectory is only going upwards, which is fantastic. Tomorrow, we'll hear more about sim racing taking its place among the greats in the esports world. Pit lanes and pixels, a beat sports spotlight on sim racing.